Hi folks, welcome to stage 11. Uh, kind of a snoozer, sorry to break it to you. I'm gonna give this a one out of 10. Uh, the finale is fun, sprints are always fun to watch, but you could definitely cut down your TV time, uh, your screen time on today's stage. Our sponsor for today's stage uh, will be Factor Bicycles. This is my bike sponsor, they're the Israel Premier Tech bike sponsor. Uh, Mike Woods won the stage the other day on the Ostro. They were planning to release the, the new bike, so I was just in Boulder to release the new O2 VAM. Obviously the Ostro is not too heavy, Woods, you want a mountaintop finish on that thing. But for sure, when he won that, they were like, crap, why couldn't he wait three more days? We're releasing our new bike, that'd be such a great photo. Um, Woods, he really botched that mess, but we'll forgive him. The new O2 VAM, I've not ridden it yet. Uh, I will get one, it will be my new KOM machine. But I was out in Boulder on Monday, they have a new showroom and like there's a showroom in the front and like a shipping facility in the back where they're gonna sort of be their US headquarter. Uh, but you can go in there and kind of touch and feel and, and see the, the real pretty bikes. So we had a pleasant uh, meet and greet, cocktail hour, hang out with some other athletes, uh, and chat with the locals. A lot of good people in Boulder. It's always nice to, to swing in there. So I was only there for a day, uh, the tour rest day, so I could come back here and, and get back to my, my lovely set. But uh, it was a nice little trip. Quick shout out to Pat Lemieux and Gwen Jorgensen. Uh, I crashed at their house for a night. Uh, good friends, always good to hang out with them. Then one more shout out to Mike Dimkich who dog sat for the night. Uh, I'm now home and covered in dog fur. I've been making up for I missed a whole day of snuggling. Notes from yesterday, uh, Chris Nealens from the Israel Premier Tech, he was on the O2 Factor VAM. He almost won the stage on that on the new frame. That would have sort of redeemed Woodsy's giant mistake of winning three days too early. But either way, he made the bike look good, made the team look good. Uh, and there was news that he and Bilbao both extended their contracts uh, yesterday after the breakaway. I'm gonna call a little bit of BS on that. During the tour, especially on the rest days, uh, all the rider agents are out there schmoozing the hotel lobbies, uh, drinking wine, trying to trying to get their deals done. Generally, you don't want to bring a guy, at least this is for sure true for the big names, you don't want to bring a guy to the Tour de France if he's not already signed to your team for the following year. So the, the tour selection also sort of comes with a contract if you're not on a multi-year. Now the reason for that is, you know, say I'm on a race and Jasper Philipson wins five stages, but announces halfway through that he's signed to a different team the next year. Well, you just cost Alpeson, like they can't get any new sponsors from that. What do you mean? Your best guy, he's gone. So I think more likely what happened was Nealance and Bilbao both probably had contracts signed going into the tour, but they picked today's a good day to announce it. Uh, that was their day in the sun. Totally makes sense. Like, let's just take advantage of some positive press and be like, yeah, we made good. But I don't, I don't believe that like someone was up and like, oh crap, this guy was in the breakaway and got caught. We better write up a contract and fill out the bonuses and get everybody to sign it. Like, I just don't see that happening. To be fair, what do I know? Nobody ever renewed my ass. <laughs> I know very well how to get fired, but I do not know how renewal processes work. Next time I get a KOM, I'm expecting a new contract in my inbox by the time I get home uh, from Jukebox and Factor about renewal. And like as I'm entering my driveway, I have to go around the, the Brinks truck that's just dropping cash off at the house. All right, anyway, here's what happened on today's stage. Not a whole lot. Course was 170K, uh, some bumps, but mostly flat. First to attack was Amador from EF, and it's actually kind of funny if you want to watch that. Like, he goes off the front and he keeps looking back because he does not want to go by himself. The field wants the smallest breakaway possible up the road today because they want to go as slow as possible. They want to keep it easy. So they're like, oh, you want to go? Cool, let's let's go. So they're hoping he just buries himself and they'll give him five minutes. So he just waits like a second and a half in front of the field for someone to attack with him. He's not going to be the sucker. Pretty quick, he's joined by Daniel Oss and Lavelle, uh, and that's the breakaway for the day. They don't—they never get a big gap. 
they're they're kind of hovering around like less than a minute most of the way, which is pretty dangerous. Not typical. A lot of times for for three guys, uh, you know, they wouldn't worry about giving them five six minutes usually. Today they were looking at some potential crosswinds. There was some weather coming up at the end. You could be sure that if Pogacar or Jonas, if, if a key guy went too far back in the field, the other guy would take advantage, go to the front. If the, if the wind picked up, uh, get his team up there and sort of drill it, try to split the field. And then we have a whole different kind of bike race going on. So I think everyone was sort of fighting for position and keeping their guys up front which made the field faster than it normally would have been and, and kept that breakaway close. So all day you sort of see like, okay, I got to make sure my guy's up front. We got to go, you know, they're accidentally going sort of fast, uh, but they also don't want to catch the breakaway. It's a lot of like surging, like, oh crap, we better slow down, uh, get them from 40 seconds to a minute 10, uh, rinse and repeat. Of course, the team's controlling the front today. Uh, Alpeson for Philipson, obviously. And then you've got Jayco was riding it for Dylan Grunewagen. He's a sprint favorite. Uh, Lotto Distiny, Distiny, just I don't they there's no consonants in they were downgraded Lotto was one of the teams that was downgraded from World Tour to Pro Conti last year I think they can't afford vowels so it's D S T N Y uh, you can't but I, I'm I think we're supposed to just call it Destiny anyway they're working for Caleb Ewan who's also he's gonna get up there one of these days I want to see him win a stage so that was the whole day around like 30k to go the gap got to 20 seconds. Uh, and the other guys sort of pieced out. They must have had a conversation of some sort, and they're like, okay, Daniel Oss, you can be the last guy out. Uh, they were kind of smiling and waving at each other. Uh, they, they knew what they were in for, and they accepted it. Uh, Oss, good guy, veteran, sort of the right guy to, to get that jersey, in my opinion. But it does make you wonder, like, what's in it for the other dudes out there all day? All right, so your bike racing math is one minute is the amount of time that technically makes it a breakaway per the team car. So once the gap gets to be over a minute, that's when the, the team directors get to drive across the pack and support their breakaway riders. Uh, when it goes under a minute, they've got to stop. So the, the back and forth today was definitely torturing whoever had to follow in the team cars. I'm guessing like three or four times they had to pull over. Okay, now it's under a minute. Got to let the thing pass. Okay, now it's over a minute. Uh, good prank uh, to play on those guys, to be honest. Wagon was dropped off, I think a little bit too early, but pretty much where and when he wanted to be for Jayco. Uh, Mads Peterson was brought up by Jasper Stuyven, uh, but ultimately it was Philipson is just too fast for everybody else right now. Uh, he got it handily, no photo finish, a uh, little bit of daylight, I think, between him and the second place. And that makes it his fourth stage win of this tour. It had rain in the finish town. There was some rain the last like 30K. The, the finish, thankfully, was dry. There's been not a lot of pileups. I don't think there's been any pileups in the sprint finish. It's sort of rare for there not to have been like a situation uh, in the tour this year. None at the back, none at the front. So a relatively safe tour as far as the, you know, the, the clickable, memeable, shareable pileups that we usually get. A couple close calls. I saw somebody unclipped in the sprint, but nobody went down. So far, mostly clean run-ins, and the best guy's been winning. So the only mishaps I could find was uh, there was a deer that crossed the road. He seemed pretty freaked out. And then somebody told me very early on there was someone, there was a hang glider. They were showing like a castle with the helicopter, and a hang glider crashed to the side of the hill. Uh, I could not find that on my feed, and boy, believe me, I tried. What are they not saying on TV? They're, they're almost admitting that they're bored. They're doing a good job hiding their boredom. I was on the world speed again today. I might stay there. They had some good research. They have a guy who comes on to talk about food, and it's not just like the local wine, which is sort of a cop-out. There was some local history. I want to know more about the castle that we're passing, especially on a stage like today. I want to know what you had for dinner last night, if it was French and interesting. One of the best meals of my life was uh, this little village in France, the, basically like it was a restaurant, but it was kind of this guy's house. And, you know, it was an omelet, but the chickens were from his eggs and the truffles were his pigs found them in the thing. And, uh, you know, he made his own plates out of ceramic clay. No, the plates, I'm joking. But everything there, the cheese was from his cow. 
we have cheese in America. You think you've had cheese as an American, and then you try that. But all the whatever our rules on like pasteurization, all that stuff, it's ruined cheese. Cheese is pointless on this continent. Uh, go somewhere else and have the real cheese, and you'll be like, oh, you've never had cheese before. One of the towns they passed through was famous for for chicken breeding. Uh, another one for chocolate. Like I want to know about all that if the stage is as boring as it was today. There was a point I think they forgot they were commentating. It was like they were just talking to their wife on the phone about what they had for dinner and breakfast. Uh, but I'm here for it. Whereas the American feed kind of sounded like more of a frat party of just like, yeah, I got drunk on wine from this region one time, which, uh, you know, the, the, the research, the team behind you, I, I will defend the, uh, the commentators, uh, but the research and the notes that those guys had available, uh, I just thought looked a lot better on the old Euro feed. The world's feed did lose me at one point. I'm not sure who said it, but they were talking about uh, Phillips in his green jersey and how the other sprinters were green with envy. Uh, that that killed me. I'm sorry, you can't do that. I'm gonna throw out the GC riders are just jaundiced with envy over Vingago's yellow jersey. The climbers had developed chicken pox with envy uh, over over EF and Paulus in the KOM jersey. No, you just can't go down that road. I know it's a tough job talking for five hours when nothing's going on. I get it. It's easy to sit here for 11 minutes and, and make fun. Uh, so that's what I'm gonna do. Armchair race organizer, they talked about some of the fines uh, for littering. Someone was fined $500 or 500, sorry, Swiss francs for, for littering on course. And that's just like tossing a bottle, tossing a wrapper. It's a weird thing with, with littering because souvenirs, fans want this stuff. Fans are begging for like, be don't, be don't toss me a bottle. So it's sort of, if you have a water bottle to get rid of, there's people on the side of the road everywhere. If you toss it into a river or into like the one place that doesn't have a spectator, uh, you should be fine. You should be more fine for like disrespecting the fans than actually littering. But because you're not littering something that somebody wants. So hopefully they weren't just like tossing it to a kid and fine for littering. That'd be a bummer. But I do love hearing about the fines. Every morning at the breakfast table, they'll have like the, the communique is, is written up and the, the first thing on there is the fines from yesterday. So you'd be like, oh, who did what? It's like, a, I like I liked reading the police blotter from like the campus newspaper where it's, you know, someone was arrested for drunken disorderly for peeing on whatever statue. Uh, that's just always fun to read in the mornings. So armchair team director, again, what's Arkea doing? They're just kind of in every throwaway breakaway. Uh, but then Louvelle jumped back. I think it was like, 30k to go, they were at 20 seconds, and Lavelle's like, all right, peace, guys, this breakaway is pointless. Yo, man, this breakaway was pointless like 150k ago. Like, what makes now the point where you sit back and save energy? It's not like it's going to get any harder or easier. Just let yourself get caught, you know? Like, stay to the bitter end. If you're in the breakaway, you might as well be in the breakaway. And then what's EF doing? They've got a guy in the throwaway breakaway. They've been really active in sort of the not that critical breakaways. Um, every year, they're, they're sort of known, their reputation is they're the media team, they're the American team. Uh, but every year they're like, no, we're not going to just be the media team this year. We're going we're gonna to have a guy who's top five overall. And I understand like, you know, your guy crashes out, your guy crashes out. Uh, but here you are like, and, and I love Palace and I love that whole arc. But, you know, Palace crossing the line and like waving for the, the fans, is, that's, just, that's just not what they're supposed to be doing. That's just not what they've kind of sold us. Um, respect to the KOM jersey, but that is like, you know, the jersey is sort of like a media thing compared to the real task of like winning the Tour de France, uh, which they just don't have a guy in the mix and, and really haven't, haven't seen it much for stages either. You know, where's your sprinter? Where's your, where's your Mike Woods breakaway climber kind of situation? Uh, they sort of got nothing. They're heavy, heavy weight on the polka dots.
if I was watching in person today, uh, there was a thing on course. A lot of folks had like bands. There was, you know, some tubas and some saxophones. I want to be nowhere near them. I want to be just out of hearing distance of whatever. There seemed to be a lot of bands on course. Uh, that would drive me nuts. I don't need that noise. I'm an old man. I'd put, I'd put some earbuds in and hear sort of the race updates. Uh, There's also a family who had a tractor. It looked like there was they were on, you know, it was just passing their own yard, but they were standing on a tractor with there was a bunch of hay bales. Assuming assuming that doesn't hit my allergies, uh, I want that spot. They had a good vantage point. Feels going slow by there anyway, uh, and then you can just go right back inside to your your air conditioning and and your TV. Where I do not want to be is in a hang glider crashing into a side of the mountain watching the course. Unanswerable hypothetical. Uh, I noticed today Peter Sagan still in the race. He had he had a scandal going into it. I and I was one, a couple days ago. I was like, is Peter in there? I haven't seen him in immediate sprints. I haven't seen him in a breakaway. Uh, was he was he sent home for the the DUI mishap situation? And I didn't miss and I missed that story. Uh, no, he's he's in the race. He's just like kind of anonymous. I don't know what's going on with Peter. If he's if he's distracted or out of shape or. Uh, you know, I, I wish him the best, but, uh, you know, he took a spot from somebody on that team, and, and what's he doing in there? A couple notes. I saw an interview with uh, Mark Matteo, the Groupama FDJ manager. Uh, he, well, I'm going to read it because I don't want to get it wrong. He said, there are two races, a race with two aliens and a race with the rest of the Peloton. The aliens, that's, that's just calling them dopers. I don't know, I don't know where you get that. You can't, you can't really do that unless you have some, uh, Salty, salty move by him. Interesting. I, I, I couldn't help but notice that. So way ahead of the Peloton, there's like kind of promotional cars and, and caravans and all the sponsor stuff. One of the things they do is they throw out polka dot jerseys to, to people on the side of the road. Um, I, I heard the, the number they give a million shirts away over the course of the thing, uh, which is which is not wasteful because they're, you know, here's the thing is people want a souvenir. People like it. You know, my events give merch. I get it. Uh, but they give away a million shirts, and but they they have organic packaging. Was there was specific to mention this organic packaging, uh, which makes it not okay. It's just funny to see like, oh, we're racing at 110 degrees and climate change, and then uh, here's a bunch of, but it's organic. But we're all hypocrites too. I just flew to Boulder and back for a day. Uh, you've got to do what you got to do. You got to live in a society. Somebody's got to fix it though. Anyway, last note of the day, on a brighter note, uh, you see guys eating bananas. Bananas are a standard pocket food. It's nice because they come in their own wrapper, you know? But uh, one of my, I just have a favorite story that I don't get to share often enough, which is I was I was doing a race and I'm, I'm going back to the cars to get water bottles and whatever. And one of the things I got was a, a banana uh, for our team leader was Andrew Tolansky. And, and on the radio, the, it was Bing and Fernandez, who's also directing. I forget which team he's directing now. Uh, love that guy, but he's directing in the tour. I, I heard him mention on the radio. Uh, but there's a point, Bing and Fernandez is in the radio, and he was like, Andrew, I don't know how to say this, but your banana is coming. And I, I almost had to stop. I almost DNF'd. I was, I was laughing so hard. And somehow, like, that just, that line killed me, and I will never forget it. So like I said, skip this stage. If you if you really love watching dudes in tights doing nothing, uh, go ahead and watch it. But this is not an important stage. I would I would turn it on with 10K to go. Uh, watch the sprint, always good. Tomorrow's stage is hilly. Look at the GC guys to keep an eye on each other, but looks like more of a breakaway kind of hilly than a GC kind of hilly. Do keep an eye on it. Uh, also keep an eye on the Israel Premier Tech team uh, trying to win a stage on the correct bicycle, Mike Woods. But check out their new O2 van. Uh, I'm super excited to ride that. You just don't need to decide between your light bike and your aero bike anymore. It's all in one. I'm stoked. Okay, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the nice comments. And I'll, uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow.